Have you got a rubber? Have I got a rubber? Yeah. Kef. What? Look at me. I'm all rubber. Oh, that's right. Wait, I, I thought you were plastic. Kef. What? Kiss me. Okay. I'm back with the fourth installment in the Child's Play franchise. The first one to not have Child's Play in the title. I guess they wanted to get away from that and highlight the idea that these are about Chucky. First and foremost, this is Bride of Chucky, 1998. Chucky the doll possessed by a serial killer discovers the perfect mate to kill and revive into the body of another doll. Director Johnny Yu, the guy who directed Freddy vs. Jason, and he was chosen to do that because of this movie. Don Mancini is back to write this one. Brad Dorff reprises the role of Chucky. Jennifer Tilly is here as Tiffany Valentine. Catherine Heigl as Jade. Nick Stabile as Jesse. Alexis Arquette as Damien. And John Ritter as Chief Warren Kincaid are some of the noteworthy cast members. This is Brad Dorff's favorite Child's Play movie. And the tagline um, kind of mirrors people's feelings on this movie. Here comes the bride, there goes everyone else. So a lot of people did check out of the Child's Play thing after this movie. They felt this was the beginning of the end, and a lot of people only regard the Child's Play trilogy as the true Child's Play movies and all this stuff after from Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, they consider that crap. And it's interesting, even the new show is just called Chucky. It's not even called Child's Play in any way, shape, or form, so it's interesting how they got away from that and just stuck with Chucky. That was, uh, that was enough, I guess. So this movie came out around Halloween, October 16th, 1998. And you could definitely tell it was 1998 with some of the characters we're about to meet. I will say, part one through three was not as stylized as this one at all. So a director is really important, a good director, who brings, who knows how to bring something to life in a very stylized way. Part 1 through 3 seem very basic compared to this movie. It definitely uh, revitalized the franchise. And it was years after Part 3, so it definitely needed that. And then this also came out after Scream, and even the poster of this movie looks exactly like the Scream 2 poster. And that's why they were meta, saying, you know, if this was a, this was a movie, it would take two to three sequels just to do it justice and all that stuff, and... Knives are so 80s and blah, blah, blah. And the guy saying this is so 80s and throwing it across the room. Like, all that stuff was um, as a result of Scream. And you gotta remember, the 90s was a weird time for horror. Curse of Michael Myers just came out two years before this. 
So, you know, it was with that weird, bland 90s horror that didn't have much style and stuff like this. The style of the 90s horror movies were, were very weird. And this had more style. So this was part of the revitalization of horror of the 90s. You know, in this one, we went from houses to the military school to a road trip movie that also gave it that breath of fresh air. And in this movie, you know, sometimes you wonder, why why do these guys kill people in such creative ways? Are they doing this for their own amusement? Are they doing it to have more fun with the fact that they have to end people's lives for whatever reason? Or what? So in this movie, they actually give you a reason that they're doing this. Chucky kills in new, fun, and creative ways because... He's trying to impress Tiffany, essentially. So I'm going to start this review off by playing what we did in 2012. So on September 5th, 2012, the day before my 33rd birthday, we did When a Horror Franchise Jumps the Shark, Volume 2, where we discussed I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise, Child's Play franchise, Hostel, Creepshow franchise, Amityville Horror, Saw, and the Troll movies. You know there's four of those. So at the 30 minute mark, we get into Child's Play. So we chose this one as the Shark Jumper, and I think that's more because it's universally chosen. I'm not so sure I still believe it's the Shark Jumper today. So let's uh, do a little rewind here and uh, enjoy a blast from the past for a couple reasons. One, obviously, I did this movie already. So I want to definitely hear that and reflect on it and how I think of it now. And also because it's fun to hear something like that. It's fun to see how amateurish this show was back in 2012 in the uh, first season. Um, And, um, you know, just for fun. We'll come back and I will go over some of the things I said at the time. And then I'll give some new insight to the movie and then wrap it up with the ratings uh, that you get in 2021 for this movie. So let's give it a listen. This is Dan Chase, Michael J., and myself discussing Bride of Chucky. I think we actually get into all the Chuckies, so I'll play the full form just to give an overview. Again, it's not long, so either way, it'll be good to pop that into this whole little retrospective I'm doing here. So let's get to child's play. Now, this is a controversial one. I mean, there's so many ways, and there's so... I watched all of them oh. to, to get to this show. Dan, you watched a couple, didn't you? Yeah, I watched a few of them, dude. Yep. Yeah. Do you want my over, overall view of the child's play series, though? Yes, please, Dan, so I can destroy you for what I think I know you're going to say. The thing about these movies is I think it rides on one thing and one thing only fucking people's fear of creepy ass fucking dolls and I think in the first first one second one and then somewhat into the third one it kept up a good feel of of Chucky being a creepy little fucking doll so with that said dude I never got into these movies I've never fucking liked them I understand why they're creepy I've seen them before okay I get it that's why you know all right I see how that works, like a little doll. Yeah, that's definitely fucking sketchy as all hell. But that's where it ends for me, dude. I don't like these movies. It's not that I hate them. It's not like I'm like, oh, fuck the Child's Play movies. I just don't like them. I think they're 
they don't add anything. They, they really don't. I don't think they add anything to the horror genre. I don't think they... Really? Just, dude, it's just, like I said, other than that one thing, and I think with that one thing, if that was taken away, it wouldn't make it that much of a difference. That that fear of creepy dolls and talking dolls, and, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it served its purpose. It did what it did. But do I think it was, like, game-changing in any sense? No. Well, just, right. well, just your just your overall opinion, I think, is way off base, and I think that I, I I think that you're smoking something that makes you come to this conclusion that that is that is completely, completely just out there and totally wrong. But that's okay. just my thought. I mean, but it, you're not wrong, really. It's an opinion. I mean, you're not. I think it did change. I don't know if it changed horror. What do I know? I don't... Do really? What did it do for horror that that hadn't done it before? Or maybe after, like, listen, dude, creepy little dolls, yeah, it's gonna work. I just think that's the only thing it fucking had going for it, dude. And it, and it kept creating movies around this character that created, and that I didn't feel was, was ever, was ever scary enough. Was ever, yeah, know, I don't know, it just never did it for me, dude, you know? I, I don't think these movies are scary more than, the, I think they're, I thought, I always thought of it as comedy, and I thought that right down to the last week watching. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, okay, so let's get into it. Child's Play 3, I... Look, it's a different kid playing Andy Barkley or whatever. He's older, uh, but, he's 16. Justin Whalen. Yeah. But, you know, the, the the kid sold it in his eyes with his reactions. It was good. The movie was solid enough. And you know what? That's one of those, like, we talked about. Is it a hot girl at work, you know, <laughs> uh, compared to a hot girl outside of work? Yeah. It's one of those things where in a, in a Child's Play 3 gets a pass. Right. I don't think it jumped at three. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree? I or totally we agree. Yep. I, I agree. Now we get to Bride of Chucky. <laughs> okay, Gentilly, man. She is... She was, like, smoking hot. Like, you know, she had a hard face, but... Dude, and her voice sounds like she gargles, like, freaking sawdust and razor blades, but... Oh. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, and her and, boobs and, were way too big. No. Perfect. What? Well, way too big. And this was directed by the same guy as Jason vs. Freddy, as I'm sure most people are. Oh, Ronnie, you? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, Chucky was chopped up into pieces at the end of part three. Like, he would have looked a lot worse than what, like, she sewed together. Like, right, right there. I mean, but that's okay. You can get it past. Oh, yeah. So, dude, that guy that um, Jennifer Tilly was dating, that Damon. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, the Marilyn Manson guy. Yeah, the guy who's now a woman. David Arquette's brother slash sister. Right, that's who that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Um, he fake kills people and takes pictures of it to look cool. <laughs> that was good shit. That really was. Yeah. Um, so listen, the plot right off is horrible. We're supposed to believe that Brad Dorf... Because that's who Charles Lee Ray was yep. in, in the beginning. He's great as, as Chucky, by the way, too. Yeah. We're supposed to believe that that guy who looks like him... I like you as an actor, buddy, but look, you're not banging Jennifer Tilly, and she's not goo-goo over you, and she's not dying to marry you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a thief. You're a common thug. You're not a rich guy. If you were rich, if you were really Brad Dorf, maybe... 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, she married Sam Simon for his Simpsons money. <laughs> so I could imagine why she would be with Brad Dorf if he was really Brad Dorf. Good point, sir. <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't doesn't Chucky sound like Danny DeVito a little bit? Yeah, dude. Like fucking the Penguin and Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to remember, too, Brad Dorf was older by this time. I mean, he started with the character in 88. So obviously the voice is going to... Dude, if you guys want to hear him really kind of old as the character. Now, I know this month they're starting to shoot the new Child's Play, Curse of Chucky, in Canada. But the 20th anniversary, uh, what is it, DVD, and then the subsequent Blu-ray release, they have a commentary with Brad Dorf in the Chucky character doing yeah. commentary over the movie. It is one that, of the funniest things I've awesome. ever heard. That is That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, this movie was like messed up right to begin with like they were going for, they were going for it here like remember that like when she was having like an emotional scene the camera's right up to her face and they pull away and she's laying next to this dead asshole in the yeah. Bed. Yeah. dude but what about hold on a minute though but what about when she gets transformed into Tiffany and she's watching Bride of Frankenstein didn't you get like the, the symbolism there did you not enjoy that because you're a yeah. fan of the classic Universal films so I figured you'd uh, you'd like that but that doesn't make sense though he kills Tiffany, then puts her soul in the doll? Yeah, because don't you understand? He wanted to be with her, and he wanted to make her suffer. So that's why he did it. Don't you have to put their soul in while they're alive, though? No. Well, no, you don't have to, necessarily. Like, everything changed in this movie, though. Yeah, but the thing is, she wasn't totally dead. Because she, you know, she there was a jump scare. Oh, she scare. was dead. No, but there was a jump scare where she popped up afterwards oh. and then like so that was like the soul transferring from her into the doll yeah i think this movie sucked <laughs> <laughs> i disagree i saw it three times in the theater oh, three what? times in the theater dude, you yeah. are fucked in the dude head. i love that movie the part like when they're in the rv oh. and they're talking about uh. washing dishes and he's like what would martha stewart say i love that i thought that was great and john ritter i mean come on dude John Ritter in that movie was amazing. Is um is that movie a uh, dimension film? It is not. It is Universal Pictures. Uh, we're just trying to figure out why you love it so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's an amazing movie. Now, if you want to talk about jumping, the next one I think is, but that that's beside the point. We're not there yet. Yeah. So I just love how Tiffany's still addicted to cigarettes, even as a doll. <laughs> <laughs> I never like, noticed that. That's awesome. Yeah. Her soul is addicted to cigarettes. I wish I could have a girlfriend that was a doll. That would be neat. Oh, God. Yeah. It was really distracting. It was like that, that gay guy who was the friend of the guy who's trying to date John Ritter's daughter. Yeah. He's like he's like 30 years old, dude, and he's in high school. Yeah, wasn't that uh, Catherine Heigl? Yeah, that, that was like her first uh, major role, I think. I was just a bitch. She's a bitch. Yeah, she's a uh, snaggletooth, too. I can't go for that. What did you guys think of, like, the meta thing? Like, saying knives went out in the 80s. Like, they're being aware of that kind of stuff. And using a hammer is so predictable yeah. and all that kind of stuff. No, but I like that because it became self-aware. And see, I like, in a sense, when movies do that. I think that makes them more interesting and intriguing. I think it became a comedy because that's the only place it fucking had to go. Like you, Like you said, Alex, like that fucking... You've looked at them like comedies, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> by this one, they had nowhere to go. Like, you know, you know, whatever. Some people like these movies. It does it for them. Dude, these are just fucking so 
they're just ridiculous to me. I mean, I'll watch them. I'll fucking drink a few beers and watch and laugh at them. But in no way do I fucking try to analyze these movies. And I watch them again. But I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, let's let's face it. It's it's not even like, all right, with horror movies, a lot of the times you're going to be wasting your time checking them out. I'm already going and knowing I'm going to waste my time. So with that mentality in mind going in, it's it's pretty much a fun ride no matter what. So I don't take them seriously. I don't think of them in a serious manner. I just think of them as fucking stupid movies. Like you said, dude, third one was good. Third one, last one, that was decent. Fourth yeah. one, I would say personally, I think it jumped the shark. After that, it got worse, dude. I don't know if you want to get into Seed of Chucky, but oh my God, was that movie. No, Seed of Chucky is definitely where I think it did because, look, The Bride of Chucky was good. Introducing Tiffany, that whole character was great. But then when you bring little Glenn into it I think <laughs> that was a little bit like when they had sex in Bride of Chucky I thought that that was amazing I thought it was hilarious but when you like bring forth like a doll child and the fact that two dolls could procreate is just that's where you do go a little off yeah like I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in a room somewhere that made this movie that are fucking die and laughing dude like they just, they just think yeah. it's the funniest thing and you know what it is though it is though I'm when sure she's like I'm dude sure but it is, is though when I she's like he... when when he's like do, do you when she's like do, do, do you have a rubber and he's like yeah baby we're made of rubber so his dick is rubber so fucking so stupid uh, that's the thing Mike he's smoking weed randomly John Ritter's kill well not I think he was alive or something so that was great he's like <laughs> yeah the nails going in his face so fake dude it, it was a joke at that point but uh you know Child's Play starts off with a level that's hard to jump from let's face it yeah right it's hard it is um I'll say I'll say Cedar Chucky's stupid too, but this is the this is it. There's the the shark jumper. Yep. No, I, I definitely still say Cedar Chuck is the is the worst. But and I'm looking forward to the new one. You know that like I said, starts shooting this month called Curse of Chucky, because they're supposed to take it to a darker place and it's supposed to kind of like uh, pick up That's after what they the third. Always say. Well, no, but it's yeah, darker, darker, darker. It's supposed to pick up after the third one, I think, and totally ignore. Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. So you guys might actually enjoy that one. Well, yeah. See, here's the thing with news like that, and, and while I'm excited, dude, you never know what the fuck. Last time I heard it was going to be remade. And then it they, was no, they are doing that. But no, well, see, the whole there's a whole thing with the remake, though, and I'll just get into it for a second because I don't know exactly what, peop, you know, what listeners know and what they don't. Right. But um, the whole thing is... Uh, when Child's Play was released in 1998, 1988, I'm sorry, it was released by MGM. Mm-hmm. And then Universal picked it up in 1990 for the sequel. Now, what's going on right now is there's a battle of rights between Universal and MGM for this remake. Because they don't want to get together, you know, and, and come to like a middle ground like to, to decide who's going to produce this remake. So right. that's that's what we're we're in a legal battle right now, and that's what's that's what's kind of preventing us from seeing it. That's why they're making this sequel because the remake See, script is right. already written. They're just trying to figure out who's going to put it out. Well, moving on. You know, I'll, I'll give it this though. Before we go to the next one, yeah. Look, Tiffany stabs Chucky in his back, and then she says, "We belong dead." Yeah. Like, you know, Frank and Bride of Frankenstein, and then uh, my mother always told me love would set me free. 
and then Chucky like stabs her or something, mm-hmm. and then it's weird because it was sort of like emotional. And then you could see how fucking heartless he's like, get off my knife. <laughs> and he pushes her away like she's a piece of shit, dude. And it's like she was she was yeah, she was sharing something sentimental. Right. And he and he just saw her. He viewed her as a piece of shit. And that was kind of like a, a damper on that. But Alex, unfortunately, isn't that what most men do to women anyway? I know. It's a sad commentary. Yeah. Yep. And when I saw that ending with all that how it ended how the hell did they come back and seat of chucky yeah it makes no sense no no none of it did fuck so i don't even know that's why i can't even fucking touch hey they no well you got to look at it this way they came back after the end of child's play 2 when chucky was kind of uh you know blown up like a garbage pail kid and then uh (laughs) 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 he's like Hi guys, it's Jamie from Devour and Evil Episodes. What's me not missing the deadline? I'm so <laughs> Okay, I missed the deadline, but you extended it, and so, yay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think, and I'm going to call that one at 1994's Next Generation. Well, that was fun to listen to. Um, I just heard it in real time with you. Uh, Dan sure hated this stuff, but uh, yeah, Mike definitely didn't think it jumped the shark. I guess I thought it did. I don't know. I don't know why I was so um, hell-bent on the idea at the time and didn't let Mike talk me out of it. I guess I just felt like most people, but then I really, thinking back, I don't know. I don't think most people think that this was the one. I think they thought it might have been, but once they saw Seed of Chucky, that changed everything. So that's definitely interesting. Uh, I left that little clip of Jamie in there, too, because, yeah, she called in the show and we played that right after that segment. And how weird that she decided to tell us the shark jumper. The first things that she said after her introduction was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that obviously, as, you know, big skeleton crew listeners know, that was her first real show as a real cast member on the skeleton crew. In January of 2013, we did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective. I think she had more to say uh, about Texas Chainsaw The Next Generation in this clip than she did in that retrospective we did (laughs) almost uh, three months later. And little did she know when she left that message that she would be on the show three months later as a solid cast member. You never know what life will bring tomorrow. That's the exciting part about life, and that's why you... Well, they say you should never commit suicide because... No matter how bad it is or how it's going, um, it could all turn around tomorrow. Like, something could just happen and you never know. I mean, you might want to commit suicide and all of a sudden you get an offer to be on the skeleton crew. Then what? God, you really want to throw that away? <laughs> that that's, makes life worth living, right? So, yeah, I'll get into the movie. Uh, yeah, like I said, I have no major elaborations. I thought that was a fun discussion we had for the Jump the Shark segment uh, on this movie. But, yeah, I have no real elaborations. I could just continue with the reviews. So, in something that a lot of people hate when they do in movies, this movie opens up with an evidence depository from crime scenes and everything else at the police store. They pan through the pole place, and there's a Jason mask, a Michael mask. 
a chainsaw, a Freddy glove, like... I don't know how I feel about that either. I definitely think that's hokey and kind of cheesy. That's something more like a fan should do, like a fan film. They should do that kind of stuff, maybe. Like, it's kind of weird putting all these universes in this film. I, I don't know. It's not a big deal, but I guess it's just a total nod. It's more the meta thing going on, you know, for horror fans. Jennifer Tilly was really perfect for this. She went all in on this role um, and continues to, to this day. Like 25 years later, she's just as invested as she was when she first shot her first scene of this film. You know, like, she is child's play all the way. And most people embrace that, even if you kind of don't like the movies from after part three and on. I think you still recognize what she is to all this, and you definitely are cool with seeing her reprise this role of Tiffany or whoever she is, Jennifer. Like, I don't, I, I gotta refocus on this whole thing in the next episode. Uh, I kind of lost track of how that all works, but, um, yeah, people love to see her over and over again, just like they love to see the chick from part two with the blonde hair, Emily Valentine, and obviously Alex Vincent. And so this movie makes no mention of Alex Vincent. He's not even, like, in the back of Chucky's mind. Um, it's all about Tiffany and his new goals and all that kind of stuff. This movie is obviously famous for kicking it off with Living Dead Girl from Rob Zombie. And there's a ton of connections in this movie, like Rob Zombie music, and then Brad Dorff is in the new Halloween movies, and then the pinhead kill with John Ritter, and Chucky says, God, that looks familiar. Andrew Robinson was in Child's Play 3 that we just reviewed, and obviously he's in Hellraiser, and also, um... Brad Dorff is in Exorcist, and they do an Exorcist nod here where Chucky's head spins around. Tiffany builds a new body out of spare doll parts. Um, really smart way to bring Chucky back like Frankenstein. Uh, he looked pretty iconic. I love the tufts of hair stapled to his head. Like, he really wanted to fill in those bald spots. Um, but he just looked iconic, and a lot of people prefer this as the look of Chucky. But you gotta wonder, where is his soul held exactly? It's in this doll, but it's obliterated. It's scattered everywhere. She doesn't get at all anything of the body of Chucky, just his head. But his brains, you would imagine, were minced. But she sews them up and puts the doll body and then does the spell. And he, his soul awakens, reawakens or something. Like, I really don't know how she specifically got his soul back in there or if it stayed in there does it stay just in his head or just in his skull like i don't know it's very weird i don't think you're supposed to think about these things so like we said in that skeleton crew thing marilyn manson shows up in tiffany's trailer and i do love the line where he goes come on tiffany let's die a little like that is a pretty cool way to to ask a chick to have sex with you that's pretty badass so by the 22-minute mark, you know, she gets Chucky going again. He's, he's like, hey. She's like, hi. Uh, after he kills the Manson dude. Um, they're already fighting. 22 minutes into the movie. And probably five into his existence. It's just sad, you know. I, I, I want the Bonnie and Clyde moments. I want them to last. And they don't even last really in the show either. They seem to be going on while we're not watching. In the TV show, but as soon as we show up, she's like already pissed at Chucky again, you know? 
but she's pissed that he doesn't want to marry her and didn't intend to all those years ago, 10 years ago. It's, you got to remember that, too. This was 10 years after he was killed. So Tiffany did not see Chucky for 10 years. That means that the only time he contemplated whether or not Tiffany uh, gave up on her looks was during the Andy Barkley stuff. Like, while he was putzing around as Chucky the doll, he thought she would have let herself go during those di- those years. <laughs> or those days. I mean, it never really lasted. If you really take it all together, like, the Chucky thing, they only lasted a couple days, and then he would die. And then a couple days, and he was melted. And then eight years later, he was... The blood went into the vat, and then they made another one. Like, when did he have time to contemplate whether or not... Uh, his girlfriend, Tiffany Valentine, let herself go. When, what period would he have thought that? There was no time. (laughs) There was like a total of like six days uh, between all these movies. Maybe he thought about it while he was being delivered to uh, Andy Barkley in the military academy. So yeah, I guess he had time to think about it. Uh, We get like a Leatherface moment when Leatherface was playing with the kid's toy and he says, you know, (laughs) how do you spell person or or what is this? And they had a picture of a human being and he put food. So Chucky has a pretty funny one where they say, how do you spell woman? And he wrote bitch. (laughs) And then when they said he's incorrect, he goes, yeah, it shows how much you know. So Tiffany watches Bride of Frankenstein in the bathtub. Um, When Chucky pushes it in, see, this is where the directing comes in. When he knocks the TV into the sudsy water and it's electrifying and it's like a classic old school TV and they play the part of Bride of Frankenstein that they do, that is the style. That's stylistic right there. And that's the, the good stuff that Ronnie Yu brought to this movie. So he kills her and transfers her soul into this doll. And I still don't get that. When you die, doesn't your soul float up to heaven? How do you get it in time to put it, to take it and put it into a a toy? You would think that you'd have to do that while the person was alive, the way he was alive, and put it into Chucky, the doll, or the good guy doll. So now he says he needs that amulet to transfer his soul into the... uh, into other human bodies. Uh, and it's like, uh, what? What have I been watching you attempt to do for the last three movies? You never said anything about needing an amulet to get into Andy. But um, I guess the difference is now there's no time limit? But it's weird. Like they, they, And that's why I said in the Jump the Shark thing, they, they change things. Like, how come he never wanted to get the amulet before? Why didn't he just tell Tiffany, well, now that I'm in this new body and you are, we have to hurry up and get into humans Otherwise, we stay in this doll. But instead, now it's an amulet. You know, they're like changing the mythology a little bit. So John Ritter is in this movie, and it's funny when, when he goes, when they kill him later on, one of the lines Chucky says is, "Sorry, Jack, three's a crowd," because it was him, Tiffany, and this guy, and Jack being Jack Tripper, and he was in Three's Company, and so Three's Company, you know, Two's Company, Three's a crowd, or whatever they say. So. <clears throat> Brad Dorff, or I think he didn't, but somebody decided, or maybe Don Mancini, that it was just too corny. So they got rid of it. But I don't think kids know anything. I think it would have been fine. <laughs> and if they got it, then they got it. I don't, I don't know if it would have been too corny. I mean, look what else is happening in this movie. How could that be too corny? So you got this needle-nosed dickhead cop in this movie uh, that people love to see die, of course. <clears throat> so by around the 45... More specifically, 53-minute mark, they're getting along again, Tiffany and Chucky. You know, they had their little moment in the car, and he goes, Hey, listen, I'm sorry, Tiff, you know, blah, blah. And uh, it's the Bonnie and Clyde moment again, so that's cool. 
So these two uh, other characters, Jesse and Jade, uh, John Ritter's, I guess, niece or something. I obviously didn't pay attention in the Jump the Shark segment we did back then because I said it was his daughter, and I, I'm not. I guess I didn't pay attention now either because now I think maybe it's his niece. I know he wasn't the dad though. I didn't pay attention again, but he's kind of her caretaker of some kind. I'm not really sure how. But either way, so you got these two characters trying to sneak off together. Now they're running away to be together. And they are delivering Chucky and Tiffany to the grave site so they can get the amulet. So they go and get hitched. And then this weird couple goes in their room and steals their wallet. Tiffany sees it gets pissed off, and then throws a champagne bottle at the mirrored ceiling. And we get this amazing, iconic kill. And it's just beautifully shot, and it's a great moment in the movie. And at that time, Chucky proposes and gives Tiffany the ring from the finger that the lady who was married that just got killed in the bed, her I guess the, the mirror cut her finger off, and he pries the ring off her finger right in front of Tiffany to give it to her. And I love how she's not phased by that. Like, that's the interesting thing about Tiffany's character. It's very strange because, you know, she wants, like, a nice life. She wants, like, a loving guy. She wants a guy who's, like, you know, does the dishes if she cooks. And she wants nice things. And and she's, like, a hopeless romantic. And yet... She really gets off on watching her friends get murdered. She gets off on watching Chucky blow up a cop in a car. She gets off on all this stuff. She kills herself um, with no remorse, nothing. I mean, she's not phased by any of this. Such a very interesting character to have both things, and that really fleshes her out. That is like real character writing when someone doesn't seem two-dimensional. And the fact that you can pry a a ring off of a dead finger and give it to her to marry you and she's just as happy as, you know, my wife would be if I bought her a a pink Harry Winston diamond or something for $2 million. She'd be just as happy as that as Tiffany was to get this ring. I don't like how he put the ring on her thumb, though, instead of one of her fingers. (laughs) They could have tried a little harder. And now that this is the uh, year of the Chuck for me, I guess I should be happy that me and him have a bride both named Tiffany. So that's cool. So then we get a sex scene, which we talked about in the uh, Jump the Shark. Um, It was pretty funny. Uh, Of course, the line Mike brought up, Babe, I'm made of rubber. Now, one thing I wonder, you think that Charles Lee Ray and Tiffany Valentine were wearing rubbers in 1988 and the 80s before, 85 to 88, however long they were together? You think they were really pulling out rubbers to have sex? Come on, guys. But I guess it was a good line. It it was still funny to bring up rubber and being made of rubber. And uh, supposedly Jennifer Tilly says they improvised that line. Like they just saw the sex scene and say, well, say something to each other. And they came up with that on the spot. So now Jesse and this chick, Jade, are fugitives on the run. You know, I mentioned that in the Jump the Shark. The pinhead kill. The nails go flying in his face. At this point, you know, it's like I thought that was stupid and fake. But now, obviously, it's just for cinematic beauty. Uh, It's cool. <clears throat> a lot of people don't like the line where he says, um, gee, that really is familiar to me. But speaking of Pinhead, I like it. It's fine. Like I said, Andrew Robinson was in both Child's Play and Pinhead, so that's cool. So Chucky and Tiffany uh, basically reveal themselves to these two, this couple, letting them know that they're going to basically take over them. So at an hour and ten minutes, 
Uh, Jesse and Jade get them fighting again. They were getting along from like the 53 minute mark to an hour and 10. <laughs> so these two idiots do a good job of uh, knocking them out. They kick Tiffany in an oven, which is horrible. And the, he, the guy knocks Chucky out of the window, but then he immediately flips the, the camper. I mean, what a loser. You accomplish that in a sec. You can't even keep the thing on the road. So it was all for nothing. The camper flips, blows up. Luckily, they were digging up Charles Lee Ray uh, to get something. I forgot why. Um, I guess they tied him back to the kill of, killing of that cop earlier. I don't know. Either way, luckily for everybody, they already dug up the coffin. <clears throat> Chucky shoots the grave digger, gets the amulet. Jade blows Chucky away with a gun. And I love how right before she does, he says, Go ahead, shoot, I always come back. That's great. It's like, yeah, I'm not worried. If, if I came back from the shit I came back from, I'm not worried about you shooting me right now. So the cop who's been trailing this whole thing the whole time sees this interaction. He knows Jesse and Jade are innocent, and they take off. They're free. I like how he lets them go. They would never be able to just go home, by the way. And they have no home to go to, so where the hell are they going? There'd be some questions here. But Tiffany then gives birth, and that probably got a lot of people excited. Um, They're like, wow, this is insane. I guess he should have used a rubber. So she did have a point. So even though he's made of rubber, or plastic, as, as she says, he still had functioning organs and sperm and everything else, even though she said that little piece of plastic between his legs wasn't really doing the job. Well, he got the other job done. He got her knocked up. So I'm sure everybody was excited as where they're going to go from here. Tiffany kind of reminds me of Olivia Newton-John's character in um, Greece, Sandy. Remember when she was like a sweet girl and then all of a sudden she like comes out with the leather jacket and the cigarettes and all that stuff? I wonder if that's where they got the idea for Tiffany's character. I think the the thing about this movie that is not remarkable is the characters of Jesse and Jade, the two regular people on this road trip with Tiffany and Chucky. Uh, they're not very likable, nor do they have charisma of leading characters. They're just very generic and flat. And I don't think they really have any chemistry between each other. You know, like, I just don't get into these two. I don't really warm up to these two. They just seem like two people I would never like. Dan said that the girl who plays uh, Jade is an asshole in real life. Uh, so if that maybe that's just coming through or something. She's a total douche in real life. Maybe that's why she's just not likable on screen. I don't know. I don't really know her. But the intro of this new character, Tiffany, is probably the best direction they could have taken. It's a great idea. And Tiffany looked like a garbage pill kid <laughs> before the makeover. Her face was rough with that black hair. And it's funny that Mike brought up Chucky looking like a garbage pail kid when they put that air hose in his head and blew him up. Because I said that in my Chucky Part 2 review. I That's the first time I mentioned Garbage Pail Kids on Chucky, and I've been saying it since then. Um, when he blows him up, his face, it's so weird how Mike thought that. Who would have known that Mike have seen that Garbage Pail Kids movie? That's just so random that we both said that. But either way, that was Bride of Chucky. It was a fun flick, a fresh direction. I don't hate it. I don't think it jumped the shark. I don't think it was any worse than Part 3. I don't think it was a huge step away from Part 2. I think it was definitely of the times. It's definitely dated. But, yeah, I think it's a fine movie. I like it. 
I give it the same thing I give part three, a 3.5. So I hope you enjoy the review. I'm sure I won't enjoy the next one. Even though I remember not hating this as much as most people, but the only problem was because I knew this new Chucky TV show was coming out, I watched all this stuff already uh, right before it came out. So I just watched all these movies. So it was a little bit of a chore to watch them again. Um, Oddly enough, I didn't watch um, the first three, so that was fine. I watched Bride, Seed, Curse and Cult of Chucky before that TV show came out because I felt it would be more with those in line with those movies. So I watched those before it came out. So now I have to watch this again, this seat of Chucky. I'll probably watch it in 1.5 speed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm going to take a little break though. I don't want to um, bog down my New Year's um, weekend with any of this stuff. So I'm going to release that show on Wednesday, January 5th. So look for Seed of Chucky on that date. And that will be the only show for that week. And then I'm going to see what I'm going to do. As far as scheduling and all that kind of stuff and plans and everything else, I don't want to... I'm kind of thinking I'm going too fast here and I'm going to run out of ideas too quickly. And then this whole venture will be over with pretty fast. So I'm going to slow it down just a little bit over the next couple weeks, uh, start the year off a little slower. Not too crazy. I'll see what I could do. Of course, this is the end of 2021. Bare Bones for 2021. Bare Bones started in 2021. Kind of cool that the Skeleton Crew started in 2012. Bare Bones started in 2021. Just flip the numbers and now we have another show. The Skeleton Crew, in a way, you know, I released that Trancers trilogy review that we did on Kill the Cast. Cherry let me release that as a Skeleton Crew special on October 11th. And then the Bare Bones solo cast that you're listening to right now started up in October 19th of 2021. And here we are, December 30th, 17 shows later, and a video commentary later. And we're almost wrapping up the Chucky movie, so I want to thank everyone who decided to rejoin me for this last venture. Obviously, this go-around is going to be my last, that's for sure. You have to remember, I am 42 years old. This go-around is going to be my last. When I'll actually stop, though, I have no idea, but I do want to thank the people who are joining this little venture. I want to give a shout-out to Justin L., For Real, For Real, Logan Winton, Jared Fair, Johnny Gore, Nathan Cody, Jay Belton. You know, I hate doing this. I'm always going to miss somebody, but I'm actually trying to fill in a few people I missed last time. So you can't be upset if you're not in this one. James Houston, Matt Nopanen, Stephen Field, Patrick Hart. You guys are great. It's been fun being joined by you guys on this last journey. And everyone else who listened, Carly, thank you, Jamie, Dave, everyone who tunes in. It just means a lot that my last go around, I got some of my friends that are still here. They won't, they won't leave. <laughs> Banana laser uh, callback. So 2020, 2021 might not have been everything we hoped for, but I think 2022 is going to be pretty good because... 22 is a big number for me because Norman Bates was locked up for 22 
years, from 1960 to 1982, until Psycho 2 came out. So I always say 22 all the time for years, like 15 years. So I think 22 is going to be pretty good. I'm planning some different things for this show. I think I'm going to spice it up. I might ask a few people to be on here. I want to mix things up, have a few guests on once in a while, people I used to work with or whatever. Um, Definitely want to have Jamie on. Definitely want to have Dave on at some point. I know his schedule's tough, but hopefully he could do it uh, at some point in 2022. And after the Chucky show, uh, after I'm done with this retro, I'll have like a general show again probably and talk about what's coming up, all that good stuff, uh, talk about horror in general. Uh, I'm sure I'll be doing the Scream movie pretty soon. Scream, uh, one, two, three, five. So that'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, Happy New Year, guys. And, uh, see you January 5th. <laughs>